New Pope, who this? Hey everybody, welcome back to the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's New Pope. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we are considering the penultimate episode of New Pope. We've only got one left. I feel like we deserve a Cherry Coke Zero. I think we do. And with that, uh, if you if you if you're not watching this on video, we just took a nice oh, so long, thirsty for Jude Law. Nice, <laughs> a nice long gulp of Cherry Coke Zero. Uh, we we got some. We we were thirsty, and we got our thirst slaked just a little bit, uh, courtesy of Jude Law at the bottom of a drained papal pool <laughs> with his bare papal ass, papal papal. I don't uh-huh. know. People give me credit. Give me people that are not familiar with my body of work. Give me a lot of. Don't uh, listen to them. Listen to God. With my pronunciation. Uh, what did you think of this uh, penultimate episode, Cecily? This was really good. Uh, it's the you know kind of all the things that we thought were going to happen are happening. There's the I I'm wondering if the next episode is just going to be all a meeting with the two popes, but there's no way that that can be the case. Well, I love that Voyello's back in the fold. I love that all of our favorite major players are back in. All the shitheads are out. It feels good. It's hard for me to imagine how this series is going to wrap up in just one hour. Because, yeah, I could easily see uh, JP3 and P13 locked in mm-hmm. an intense theological dispute between, you know, Lenny's revolutionaryism, the terrorists' revolutionaryism, his middle way. Uh, he's got his newfound confidence and swagger, courtesy of one so- Sophia Dubois. Will it be a middle way? Yeah. You know, will, will he abandon that because he knows that was really his brother's teaching and now that he's Based really... Based on satanic millipedes? Yeah, he's coming to his own as his own man, maybe? Mm-hmm. Did Sophia help him get over that? But it had, uh, you know, peak Voyello, like his uh, funeral for his friend Giro Lomo was beautiful and moving, um, even though it's it's... Like I said, I'm I'm gonna say this once, and I'm not gonna harp on it. But like, it is it's kind of bizarre that this this actor had such a big part of the show and is so moving, and yet we don't know who he is. Maybe I don't know. Maybe his parents or guardians are are, are protecting him uh, from publicity that he wouldn't be able to deal with. I don't know. But the way that plot that story came together, um, I thought was pretty beautiful, pretty moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked. Uh, I really liked the funeral. Um, I loved Voyello and Lenny conspiring again. Like that scene where Voyello le- lays out like what they're going to do with the photos and the blurry and the doctor and this and like Jude Law's creeping smile across his <laughs> face is just. I love Voyello as a double agent. Yeah. For JP3 and Pius 13, P13. He's an honest <laughs> broker. He's an honest broker. He's a broker. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll see. I am mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they wrap this up. Um, I've heard that uh, Sorrentino has an idea for a third season. Yeah. He's publicly stated that he believes that this is a trilogy. So... Uh-huh. I hope there's another one. Yeah, so there's no like, confirmations or anything. Because la- I I felt the same way about last season, and then I didn't see Lenny just having a heart attack as he gave his speech, and then that being the end of the series. And I was like, wow. I mean, but once I saw it, I'm like, wow, that's great, that's satisfying. Now we're getting another. If we get a third, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm certain that next episode will be great and satisfying, and probably final if there is not another episode. But what uh, if they both have a heart attack at the same time? <laughs> simultaneous heart explosions. <laughs> 
Uh, put your money down on that on that to place your bets. Do you want to get into the episode proper? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, there's kind of three axes of action here around Voyello, Bauer, and Essence. The would you call them a light triad to the dark triad? Because they're all pretty. The morally gray triad versus the jet black midnight black triad. Um, the the new world order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, some action around Linny and some action around Sir John. Let's talk about the 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 powers behind the throne. Well, let's talk about uh, the terrorist up front. Yeah. Because it's it's brief and we see it bookend the beginning and the end of the episode. And I think they're setting we things up with this. So. We see that the terrorist is, you know, he was just showing his back to the camera and, you know, playing that on TV. I don't know what channel is lying him all this time. It just occurred to me. Well, they got, but, they got channels to just give uh, Pope's breathing. So terrorist backs <laughs> is like the second most rated uh, channel in Italy, apparently. <laughs> well, they figured out their camera set up and they, they got it <laughs> on his face now. Yeah. And he's not he's not saying anything, but very much claiming responsibility for these attacks by doing this and we see the cardinals all watching this we see voyello watching it in the his garden flower shack Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the episode we see esther's son watching it with a babysitter right so i mean i'm sure that means something with esther's son whose name i forget not really being uh supervised but supervised by the babysitter who's on her phone and he's just watching a terrorist on tv yeah sure it means sure it means something isn't esther's kid named after lenny like is it either is it pious or lenny i don't know anyway um yeah so they've got uh i thought it was interesting this first scene where voyello kind of gives some shit to uh bauer who is the god of this series apparently uh, and he's like, essentially, smooth move. You went to go take out the triad, and you you hit me instead, and now I'm stuck here in his garden shed. Um, and he chides Voyello for not being on top of his game, not seeing that uh, John Paul III was a drug addict before you know making him pope, um, and reveals that's how Spilett has been blackmailing him, which I still feel like that's so weak. Like, the fact that the pope is a drug addict versus letting this child exploitation financial perversion ring go unchecked like what is the bigger scandal that would rock the church especially once you get the punk rock pope out right because he uh, there's a difference between knowing and action like yeah bauer has photographs of you doing some heinous shit Mm -hmm. what spalletta has is a rumor that perhaps jp3 might be doing heroin Mm -hmm. so you have him with that story i mean i just don't think there's any like boyella says as much as you can't threaten the pope you you don't make threats against him it's just it's just words are wind yeah just kill just makes paletta go away i and the other thing is um they also established that they had something really strong against voyello remember when the financial minister came and said and voyello's like oh what's this i've seen this move and he opens it and his like face blanched and his his mouth went dry and he's like okay i'm ready to play ball did that just go away? It's, I don't think it matters because Bauer has more against the evil triad now. Yeah, that's true. He's got them all doing drugs and underage women and, and who knows what else. Yeah. Um, so they there's a couple things that he drops on Voyello to demonstrate how uninformed he is. Number one, they didn't do Francis II. They're gearing up to do their dirty deed, and then they had somehow—I don't know how they found out this. Whether Lenny has—they got a pinky cam on him, 
or the horny nun is like giving like like keeping a diary of his his body movements but they knew that he twitched his pinky finger and uh francis the second died which man that's the other thing like we haven't talked about this in a few weeks but like this show seems to ask a bunch of interesting questions about what the mission of the church is and what the Christian's mission is and, and what, what the Pope's job in leading this is. And yet they always seem to have the heroes, the protagonists and God himself on the side of, I mean, God likes mystery more than he likes taking care of the poor and the orphans. I, I don't know because uh, Lenny struck down Francis the second and also he's, he's awake and Voyella didn't know any of those things. So yeah, I mean, maybe God's, I think we give God the credit of being person, having a personhood and being, you know, like a thinking, feeling, compassionate person that just sits in a chair and makes decisions. Yeah, Heavenly Father, yeah. I don't, I don't think if God exists, I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's very much a what needs to happen is going to happen kind of idea. Do you think that these like very holy men, these cardinals, these bishops, these popes like have that inside knowledge that God is more of like a Lovecraftian unfathomable <laughs> entity and they're like, cause like they don't act like it. No, I'm saying that these people are worshiping God as if he's a per, he's, a, if he's the person like the Pope mm. sitting in a chair, making informed decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think if anything, there's a power at work here that they've tapped into in a way that makes things happen for the people who earn it. Like Lenny says, you you know, you have to earn God's love and God doesn't really like people. And I feel like it's more of a, a an idea than it is a person that can just say like, well, I'm going to strike this person with this affliction like Eric and uh, Girolamo. And I'm also going to make people who don't really deserve it, uh, give them powerful positions like Spoletta, you know, I blame the millipedes. Sure. Goddamn millipedes. Uh, so then Bauer visits Faisal in his prison cell, and and something I think that you found shocking, and I, actually I did too, because I was leaving room for this to, but it turns out that it looks like Faisal was involved in the bombing of St. Peter's Basilica. I'm not getting any answers out of this. He says, "I'm gonna well, take, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take your response as an answer." Yeah, which as, I guess as we... Le Le Leopold Essence kept creeping closer and closer, counting down with his fingers, the threatening non-threat. <laughs> yeah. I also does this mean since now we know Essence and Bauer are working together? Does this mean that Bauer is the n number one smartest man in the world? I think he thinks he is. Certainly. Okay. As a man without property running the world out of a hotel room, I think he he moves through the world as if he is the smartest man. Maybe he literally is God, and that's how he knew that he didn't have anything to do with you killing know, Pope that Francis too. I could totally get on <laughs> Bauer being God in like an Alanis Morissette dogma Kevin Smith kind of way. Yeah. And that like Le Leopold Essence is his angel of death. Like that would be kind of cool. I don't know yeah. what God's doing with some floozy and, and various cafes whoa, and hotel whoa. rooms. Whoa, and... floozy. I, that's a little uncalled whoa. for. It's I... his girlfriend. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I'm not going to cast aspersions on this young woman. Uh, sure. She's not a floozy. She's, she's, a, she's a young woman who, who dances and slurps oysters in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and God's got a thing for, for shellfish. <laughs> Weird, since he was so against it in the Old Testament, but... I, I like your theory. Um, that was your theory. What, what, so what's the whole? What's the whole? What's the point of going to Faisal and intimidating him? Like, what are they doing with this? I think like, he's trying to get the truth about who was actually responsible for the attack. 
I think you were right that it is Faisal. How is uh, so? I guess there's a lot more, and uh, there's a lot more steps because, like, Faisal saying "Yes, I did it" does not surely point to the, you know, the the terrorist guy with the, the turban and AK-47. No, but it it tells you where to start or stop. Yeah. Do I keep can... looking for the person responsible? Okay, so they they can just roll that up and eventually come up with some proof, I guess. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I so so they they got that out of Faisal. Um, so we then do a, a little bit of Rome, uh, Roman uh, Vatican intrigue, where Asinte confronts uh, Gutierrez and says, "I want to keep Pius XIII secluded from the other cardinals. They're not allowed to meet him." And Gutierrez has mixed feelings about that, and then Asinte taunts him with, "How's your toy boy toy toy boy toy boy?" Right? <laughs> I yeah, I wrote that down, and I was like, he surely didn't say toy boy. But he goes, uh, Freddy's fine uh, because you have not allowed us priests to have unseemly relations. And I complied. And then he asked pointedly, did you comply, Cardinal Asente? And then we instantly see Asente leave the room and Cavallo j- pounces on him uh-huh. and and devours him in a very passionate, uh, 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 seductive way. So, no. Uh, Sente and Caballo are, are going at it. Still, still holding a candle for Gutierrez. Hmm. Uh, we also find out that Asente revoked the orphanage mission. And this is an epic scene. I, they have the, 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 the chief nun who I've forgotten. Uh, the abbess. The abbess. Uh, she is marching back and forth on the table. So, cause, cause, so she's on the same level as Asente. Um, while the, uh, the, resist- the, the head of the resistance. Lisette. Lissette is, you know, handling the uh, negotiations and he shuts it down and he says, you guys have more important things to do, namely our laundry. And they're like, this is ridiculous. We can take care of orphans and laundry at the same time. And he threatens them and says, if you move forward with this, I will punish you. Because unlike my previous uh, wimp of a predecessor, which we know is completely wrong, uh, I... I'm not one to be pushed over. I don't believe in diplomacy or negotiation. <laughs> and he really doesn't care for orphans. Oh, my God. And I like this was shocking to me to hear this thing said out loud because like this is literally Antichrist material. Like Jesus put took it a point to like when people really put him up the heart, he'd grab a child, sit him on his uh, knee and say, this is like the epitome of, a go- of God's children. These are the types of people that you take care of. And if you take care of people like me, these orphans, these widows, these fatherless boys, you it's the same as if you're caring for my own flesh and my own personal needs. And this guy is literally wiping his ass with that. Yeah, which is really a shame because I... I didn't think that Asente was this bad of a person. I can see him trying to discourage Gutierrez from having any relations that aren't with him. Just to punish him. Just to punish him personally. But for him to just turn out to be such a complete shit and get sent away, Mm. which I assume we're not going to see him again or Hernandez. Oh, it'd be cool to have a post credits of this (laughs) sitting there in Cabal. Yeah, like in, I, in the bombed out remnants of some church. I really liked him. I really don't like that. I feel like he's being punished because he's gay. I don't. I I think there's enough. There's been enough benevolent gay characters that you can't just say that. Oh, he's it's the evil gay stereotype. You had Lenny's brother, or you know, like half brother, spiritual brother last season. It was very sympathetic. You've got Gutierrez, which is like. 
uh he might be the best like moral character uh, on the sh- on the show uh who's who's gay um but i think he's being punished because he's a real shit yeah and but he wasn't before but that's something you like i've said from the very very beginning that this guy seems like he's kind of insincere and upwardly mobile and doing things for all the wrong reasons i never like i like <laughs> yeah. it i think he's stylish and he's elegant and he he cuts a mean jib uh or dances a mean jib but uh yeah, I guess I'm fine with him getting his comeuppance because, yeah, saying I have no intention of seeing a herd of screaming children in my gardens. I detest children and orphans. Like, <laughs> if he had a mustache, he'd be twirling it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so Giorlormo Lormo <laughs> dies in the greenhouse while Voyello's telling him about meeting Linny and, Na- and his re- you know revelation about Napoli, which we'll get to. Uh, and it's really tragic and heartbreaking because you see Don Mimo's holding his hands and he mm-hmm. realizes right away that something's wrong and he's crying and Voyello's is begging him not to leave. Um, we see that the resistance nuns reveal that they, because that, there's the sister that's uh, pregnant with Faisal's baby and she's crying about, you know, the reversal of her fortunes and they come in and say things went very well and we're like, the fuck? <laughs> and then they reveal the recording. Sister Lizette. She's a she's a formidable adversary. In fact, how cool would it be if Lizette becomes like Voyello's right hand nun in season three? I like them better as adversaries. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but you know, this is also uh, this also works with like Lenny saying that he loves children. When we get to him reading through the children or the letters with the children, and he mm-hmm. slaps the table and he's like, "I just hate seeing children suffer," mm-hmm. which I, I, yeah, <laughs> which I means that he's going to be totally on board with the orphanage yeah. opening up. We'll see. I, I, there's a couple of things I got some ish, some questions about that. Uh, Voello and uh, Girolamo's dad planned his funeral. Uh, his father insists that they had no friends and wants to make it on a private affair, and Voello's like, "Oh no." Oh no, I'm I'm rolling up my vestments and I'm I'm getting to work, and not only that, but like you don't know anything about Girolamo. Uh, only I understood him. This is the man's father, right? Is what I understand. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I it seems like Girolamo got a lot from this relationship. That like he, you know, uh, Voello treated him like a person and introduced him to lots of new things. Watched television, spent time with him, talked to him like a person. These seem like they're all fine, good things. But it it's weird that he's going to be used as a prop for uh, Voello's humanity throughout the rest of the episode. And again, I don't want to harp on it too much because I like the way to do the story. It's just it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then, uh, meets with, uh, JP three and, uh, he talks about, uh, JP three is there to beg for him to come back. And he says, my mentor Newman wrote about the duty of the Christian is to pose the world and I can't do it unless you're by my side. And Voyello says the first, you got to agree to eliminate the triad and you got to do me a favor. Um, we then see, uh, uh, the, the, the morally gray leopold essence meet with the underage girl that's been entertaining the triad then, does he have to creep on her i don't think he has any other gear <laughs> he's like john waters like he's just going to creep and that's what he's going to do okay and he can do it in like a gentle non-threatening creep or he can do it in a very ultra menacing i'm going to beat your brains in with the iron bar creep 
but you're gonna get the creep. Did you? The creep is baked in the the bones. Yeah, it's like he and Cavallo have that same skill to just make people uneasy, just yeah. being themselves, so they capitalized on it. I would love to see Essence and uh, Cavallo like be in the same room. Like, how would they interact? <laughs> the the most two most uncomfortable making people in the world. It's like an immovable object and an irresistible force. Yeah. And I mean, there's just something so charming about a Southern accent, but the way he's deploying it here is like... Does he have a Southern accent? Yeah. Yeah, an American Southern accent. I would say it's sepulchral. Is that how you say that? Like, <laughs> from the grave? I don't know if it's American. <laughs> it's it's from hate. It's from hell. That voice has got a hellish accent, I think. Uh, but we then get to, like, one of the big showpieces of the episode, which is uh, Girolamo's uh, funeral. Girolamo. I'm trying out a lot of different pronunciations here, <laughs> seeing what, see, see how the mouth feels. Uh, the Pope opens up the funeral at the Mass, which is, like, a high honor. And Voyella gives a very moving tribute to the innocence and simplicity of his relationship with uh, Girolamo. Uh, saying, asserting that he's a saint. And then, like, I was holding together pretty well until they showed Don Mimo weeping in one of the front rows and then i started to get pretty pretty weepy uh he's the world that suffers the world that loves he thanks god for giving the opportunity to be his best friend um and that he'll never forget him and like i said it, it's it's pretty moving tribute and it it got everybody in that uh, uh that's st peter's basilica too they've completely restored it it seems uh-huh. so the pieta which was restored by the end of last episode. Was it? Yeah. At least that part was, that specific sculpture. Mm, okay. So yeah, it looks... I wonder how long of time has elapsed here. Because like sometimes like this is a little Game of Thronesy where it's like, I would believe two days, I'd believe two months. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Enough time to pack up and head to the Dolomites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And exactly. back. Uh, so then outside the, the funeral as the Sinte is congratulating him and setting this beautiful funeral up, Viola just totally dust him off. Um, and, you know, Sinte says, you can't do this to me. And he's like, well, I've got audio of the Cloister's Nuns uh, where you say you're a complete asshole about children and orphans. And he's like, that's not enough. And he's like, also, I got you and Cavello fucking. <laughs> and yeah, the, 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 the giggle finally was used for uh, as a force of good. Uh, and I don't um, like any of this. I don't, it's it's scummy and the way this guy takes he this guy just takes pleasure in destroying Voello's uh political enemies and where he's like pick a pick a location you don't like because like I hate my hometown and then he giggles and says, Oh, but there's already a cardinal there, so let's stick you at a place that also has a cardinal. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's couple. I mean, that's all. Like everything's just mad. Like you have no say. You're you're ruined, Asinte. Mm -hmm. You're you're destroyed. Um, I wonder if he had opened with saying, "I want to go to Kabul." <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always wanted to see Afghanistan. It's such a you know, such a uh, there's a, so much amazing art and sculpture and you know history there. If yeah, he would have got sent to someplace else. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he's he's gone. Uh, you think we'll ever see him again? I don't know. I really don't know. We haven't seen the guy they sent off to Alaska. Was it Alaska? In uh, last episode, we haven't seen him again. You talking about Hernandez? I don't know why we would. No, I'm talking about the guy who was uh, alleged, but most likely a pedophile that Gutierrez investigated in last season. Uh, he got sent off somewhere to Alaska, uh, but you know that I wouldn't say that being gay and being a lookalike to Voyello are enough 
of a <laughs> of a crime to not be seen in the next season or in the next episode. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we also then see that, uh, the triad wakes up in their sex dungeon, uh, altar, uh, to find the unsettling presence of God himself, Bauer and, uh, Leopold essence regarding them. And they show them very high res pictures and even video of them having sex with an underage girl as they're doing tons of drugs and just kind of living it up on the, the Pope's dime or God's dime rather, and Bauer's telling them what he's what's gonna happen, and he almost issues a threat. Almost. But it's just like I don't know, this like it's it's a two minute speech of him just saying, you know, how bad he's gonna fuck these guys. And then the 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 underage girl herself gives him one of those ha like uh was it Mama Mia too? Yeah, or the 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 one of the Greek <laughs> island women are saying you're getting karma spelled with a ha <laughs> yeah. um I don't it's know. Good. Maybe it's, she should get more. Maybe, maybe. It doesn't feel like it's enough for her. It doesn't. I mean, it's there's a reason why she got into this situation. Sure. And I'm not saying it's her fault in any way. I'm no. saying that there was a power imbalance that was used against Some her. Money, so probably. I don't think. I hope they take care of her. Hopefully. Yeah. But also, and, and not in the like kind of way. Like they legit take care of her. Yeah. I mean, if you are going to oust these guys, why not publicly humiliate them? You're gonna be what do they call it? Officially being defrocked. Well, like Spoletta is not just being moved; he's right? being removed completely yeah. from the church. He's yeah. uh, not gonna be any position or rank anymore. But it's like they're free men if they if now they have something over their heads because, like, if they went full scorched earth, then yeah, maybe uh, I they guess go that to takes... prison. But then the Pope gets taken down because right. of the heroin scandal. You're right, and so like this is kind of one of those lesser of two evil situations they're trying to maintain we'll, we'll see if it works um but uh sophia then grouses the voyella that her husband won't face justice uh voyella assures them that true justice happens in the soul which if you're all christians that should be pretty non non you know can you know controversial yeah like these guys go in hell if there's a hell at all they'll go to the special one and uh you know Sophia, you're going to go to the light. So <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, they she she suggests that uh, John Paul III and Pius XIII's got to meet to figure out what to do with this Pope anti Pope situation that we've got brewing. Um, and she's already said that she, and and Voyella wants her to convince JP three, but she says I can't because we're going to get into her whole situation with the Pope. <laughs> and Voyella says, fine, I'll do it. And he is a very persuasive man, as they point out uh, mm-hmm. several times a season and even this episode. Uh, predictably, the uh, strategy of, of leaking a photo with Lenny to the nuns causes a stir. We see a scene of the doctor being mobbed by the press. Uh, several outlets talking about, oh, my God, is Lenny back? Is he dead? Um, we see the scene of Esther's child alone with a babysitter. I didn't think Esther died when they watered her off to be cleansed. Um, and I still don't because I like, don't either because she wouldn't just be with a babysitter. But, but what is she? We're supposed to wonder what she is doing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she's they're going to be the shock soldiers of, uh, you know, Lenny's revolutionary Christian army. Because uh, I, 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 they're not those, done. All those Red Hood folks seem like the types that would wear a dynamite vest and, you know, do, do some do some things in like a religious <laughs> fervor. You know, <laughs> we'll see. Um and then uh, that's uh, that's that's where we leave it. Whereas at the end of the episode, uh, Voello seems like he does a long way to convince uh, John Paul III to meet with uh, Lenny. 
and they're both considering like like it, it feels like one of those Rocky movies where you're in the locker room and like Rocky's sitting there and like about to put on his robe and, and he's getting his hands taped up like the the two popes are sitting there looking at their vestments and kind of weighing the moment and what they're going to do and say I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So Lenny comes back to the Vatican and he's got a few surprises. First, fridge is full of cherry Coke Zero, uh, and his his old favorite rowing machine is back. Uh, and Lenny observes that the terrorist leader is now showing his face, and one of the the monks or the friars observes, just like you, Holy Father, like your strategy. And I wonder if they're setting up that kind of thing where there's these two polar extremes of Lenny and the terrorist on the one side, like, you know, this is literally going back to Crusades, and John Paul III, the third is going to be able to bridge that with some kind of middle path. Uh, don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> uh, I, I really don't know where they're going with the terrorists, except that there is definitely a religious fervor and there is, you know, a God that's speaking to all of these men in completely different ways. And who's to say what's right? Well, bombing people isn't right. So that's a pretty obvious one, but you know, the Catholic church has some pretty big, uh, diseases as JP three would say within mm-hmm. it themselves. Yeah. So I think that all of them need to find their own middle way within their heart. And if not to sound too cheesy, but you know what I mean? There's uh, I don't know. Are you still on board with this anti-pope thing? Because it seems like the two of them might reach a place where they can work together. And what does that look like? Or they might storm out of the meeting and swear revenge on each other's house. Or like JP three steps down because at the end of the episode, he's defrocking. As Lenny's about to refrock, hopefully very slowly. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because it's interesting when uh, Lenny wonders what he is in a, a scene that we're about to consider, and Voello says, you're an emeritus pope. I was sure that they were going to get into like a anti-pope pope situation, and like Voello saying, historically, this is... When it when it ends peacefully, it's because people get together and they broker something out. And when it ends violent, and, and if not, it ends violently. But they didn't go in there, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know that they that that, that Sorrentino necessarily is is getting what I thought that they were, you know, or is getting to what I, where I thought they were getting to. But they also talk about antichrists, and like Lenny said, if anything, I'm an antichrist. Right, and then we've got people actually acting like the antichrist, like yeah. a sente, and yeah. So they're playing with those themes, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm content to watch whatever certainly fascinating, gorgeous thing is going to un- unfold. Absolutely. And probably provocative, too. Uh, we next, we see uh, Lenny uh, talking with Gutierrez, which clearly is not heeding Asinte's counsel to stay away from Lenny. And he's got a boxes of mail from just the children that were sent into him while he was in his coma. And he's read every single he's, one of he's them. He's read every single letter because, you know, Gutierrez is just a saint. Uh, and uh, Lenny says, read me one that particularly struck you. And he went to a particular box, got one out about a little girl whose brother can't sleep and is afraid because the Pope is in a coma and can't wake up. And she says, please wake up because my brother needs to go to school. <laughs> And Lenny slaps the table, like I said, and said, I can't tolerate the thought of children suffering. I don't remember this side of Lenny. Is this the side that came out with the Eric situation? Because Lenny's the more of like so uncomfortable around babies that he drops them. (laughs) 
yeah. like hot literal hot potatoes yeah this uh maybe this is him like softening a little bit he you know he keeps saying that he has seen everything and knows everything now that he's come out of his coma so it seems like that also means he's got a new appreciation or awareness of the suffering of children and just children and if not and nuns and yeah. you know immigrants maybe i'm i'm not sure and if not this uh experience he had with uh, the doctor and madonna and eric probably showed him the beauty of the like the the selfless love and yeah I mean, if nothing else, the power of a good night's sleep. But <laughs> something I just, it's we so because, like, I've seen Lenny be genuine and be genuinely moved. This seemed performative. Him yeah, slapping. Absolutely. And, yeah. Gutierrez jumping and being scared. It uh-huh. seemed very performative. So uh, we then see a scene of Lenny doing rowing. And on one of his backstrokes, he sees the Vanity Fair magazine article, The Papa Punk uh, expose on Jean Paul III. What does what he is, think about this? I don't know. Is this him getting the idea? I forget which order these scenes occurred in. Is this before or after Voyello talked to him about meeting? This is before. This is before. Okay, so maybe the seed is being planted. Maybe he's got an idea of uh, JP3's humanity. Yeah, or his weakness. Or his weakness, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's very enigmatic, This this look he gives to the magazine. Uh, so then we get to the scene where him and Vuelo meet for the first time, and it's great. Um, they, you know, Lenny taunts him like, "You're not going to ask any questions about my experience," and uh, Vuelo is like, "No, because you don't know the answers, and I'm a pragmatic man." Uh, <laughs> Except he does yeah. want to know the outcome of Napoli. He does. He does. That's 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 really cute. His, and he does take the time to taunt him. His obsession with the the soccer team. Uh, there's a really funny scene about uh, how they they wonder what they're going to do with Sassinte, and he says, uh, "Omen nomen or nomen omen." I can't remember which one, which is Latin for the name is a sign, or like the name is the label of the thing, and Asinte means absent. And so let's just let him, you know, let's not even worry about him, and we'll be the men behind the scenes. Uh, Lenny teases him about his book, and this is just I, this scene is fucking the the best. These two, it's just uh... like we waited so long to see it, and you gotta love it when it finally comes together. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Uh, you know who else loves seeing uh, Pius the Thirteenth? Who's that? Oh, Sister Suri. Oh, we're not we're not we're not, I'm not done with the scene yet. We're, oh. not, we're not we're not I'm not done with the scene because the thing is, is Lenny is really concerned with the terrorist. Uh, he wants to spark a revolution because they attack St. Peter's, Peter's Basilica and he he's declaring war. Um, and they discussed, uh, they discussed the, the plan. Like Vielo says, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And we kind of, I guess, already talked about, maybe you're right to move on. <laughs> uh, the, just, I, I just, the, the slow smile of, of Lenny, you know, just hearing Vuelo spin all this elaborate web of deception and doubt and mystery, um, and then they do that awkward kind of handshake slash. Like he doesn't know hug. whether to go in for a hug or right, yeah. And he goes What's... to kiss the ring, but it's not there. And he's like, "Well, fuck it, I'll kiss it anyway." And uh, yeah, Lenny takes the takes his hand, puts his hand behind his back. He's he's getting the hang of it again. Yeah, yeah, he's getting the Holy Father r- routine back. Uh, speaking of that, uh, you're right. Pius uh, does meet with Sister Suri. And hug it out because she misses him so much. And she knows she knows him so well. She brought him his clothes because that's exactly what he wanted to see. Gets him all choked up. Wants his vestments. Yeah. I would give anything. I would give anything within reason to get a 
Pope Lenny hug. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. It's so sure. warm. It's so comforting. You feel seen. You know how, you know how amazing he you smells. You feel loved. He smells so good. He, he smells like Jude Law. Like, like oranges, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oranges and vanilla, a little cinnamon. Uh, yeah. Put some some like musk sandalwood kind of masculine smell underlying it all. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> So, okay, Pius XIII meets with the nuns and the wheels a little bit come off uh, for me because like, but I get it. He's like, you know, he's he's speaking the truth from his place as a as a, a, a member of the church establishment, which is you want us to keep pace with modern society, but that's not what we are. We're not champions of progress. We're champions of faith. And we live with privations and sacrifices and not that things aren't going to change because maybe what needs to happen is the priests suffer some of these privations and sacrifices and they can learn from your example sisters and they can start doing their own damn laundry. Um, but I, I, I wonder what he, like, like what is the answer for the orphans and all that kind of stuff? Cause he, he says a whole bunch of stuff to kind of calm them down, but he also says, I'm not going to give you what you want, you, what you want. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start making the priest sacri- the sacrifice. Um, he's already talking like the Pope. I feel like he gives them the orphanage. The how? What What? What did he say that well, makes he, you think so? He knows that a woman is pregnant. Yeah. So what's he going to have her do? Be drummed out of the service? Like, no. I mean, I don't I. It the thing is, is, don't forget, Lenny is a, sometimes a dick. And doesn't treat people with kindness and compassion. Um, and that's one of his least Christ-like qualities. I won't hear of it. All right. Well, I hope you're right. I hope that Lenny is going to be a warm... Is he uh, going to force her to get an abortion? What are you getting no, at I'm here? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like she might have to lose her habit and go off onto just, you know, be an Esther type. Well, maybe Esther not, was... not a full-on <laughs> no. Esther type. Um, no. I don't know. I just think that I, there's nothing in here that made me feel like that, yeah, the, the, the nunneries, uh, the nuns... Uh, maintaining an orphanage is a slam dunk there. Uh, then we have uh, an epic shot at the end where JP3 and Pius the 13th are considering their uniforms. And we were chanting in unison, like as, as the, the camera the starts swooping, we saw, we, we understood that he's standing there <laughs> naked and the camera swooped lower and lower. Like, you know, Pope ass, Pope ass, Pope ass. <laughs> Show and we us got the it. Butt. We got it. We got full, we got full length f- backle nudity and it was glorious. What does this mean? This is a small, it's not a swimming pool. Is this a like baptismal pool that's out of season? It's designed for people to get into because there's a ladder. I, I don't, well, I, mean, yeah, I, I was wondering that pool. myself. We know that was, uh, it was supposedly January, February in Venice. Yeah. So if this is a couple of months. Maybe it's still, it's like getting to be early spring, but the pool's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think this is like a baptismal pool type it's of thing? It's a terrible baptismal pool because it's like eight foot deep. And yeah. around, there's no place to sit. It's Guess like that's true. I honestly don't know what you're supposed to do. Well, what with the, the hell is he like doing this. in there? You can't put that thing on without it getting all dirty. And it's kind of it's got to be dirty just unless, hanging on the side of the wall. Unless it's miraculously kept clean by his faith. I honestly don't know. It's a sick shot. It's a sick shot. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. It's more maybe it's one of those things that's not literally true. You know, like, <laughs> I had my magnifying glass and I was looking at the reflection of the were, water. You were you perv. You're trying to get that uh, papal papal penis. And uh, <laughs> Jesus didn't. Oh, I'm the 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 one. You're disgusting. I'm not the one downloading <laughs> screenshots and enhancing like it's some kind of CSI app. 
So then we see Sophia dancing over the credits, and it's super cute. Uh huh. She's uh, despite her evil husband getting off with the very lightest tap of. Uh, so do we get to talk about Sophia and John now? Yes, we are about <laughs> to get. No, no, that's the end of the episode. We're done. We're done. Uh, thanks for listening to the new Pope. We'll be back for a finale. No, yes, we are now going to get to the giant bullet point, which is Sir John slash JP three, who is holed up in the Dolomites, uh, suffering flashbacks of him and Adam skiing. He's deliberately tormenting himself. Is this? You think this is the same place where they were skiing when his brother died? Yes, has to be. Why does it have to be? I just. I don't I mean it doesn't I mean it doesn't have to be but why wouldn't it I guess why wouldn't it be narratively it makes sense for it to be because they yeah. I don't think this is a papal property I think this is like one of his uh, no he holdings. said they said as much did they really that, yeah that he was at a papal property huh, well, and then. Sophia was trying to grill Gutierrez to get this information out of him she's like where is he he's mm-hmm. like oh he's you know he's at a chalet she's like you have to be more specific because there's over a hundred thousand yeah properties that the church owns okay you're right um uh, I'm not saying this is the same chalet they were saying, and I'm saying right. it's this like same ski mountain. I don't know because I think I don't think he's ever identified exactly where it happened. Um, uh, I love this line: "Death does not announce its arrival." So who is it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. start trying. And everything's to use that. Just so dead. I love how I don't know people. Well, I look at some people criticizing like the deadpan delivery of John Paul uh, the Third, Sir John, and like. To me, this is part of the show's charm. Like, Voyello has a very distinctive and weird way of speaking. Uh, Sir John has a very weird and distinctive, like, all life has been drained out of him over his life, uh, uh, over his long years of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's got a very particular thing that they're doing. And also, I think it's it's funny that you have John Malkovich, an American, doing this posh, upper-class english accent and you have jude law an englishman doing a fairly good american accent oh yeah i tend to forget pope anti-pope yeah american anti-american yeah i was looking up <laughs> some of these other actors um and trying to see what kind of accent work that they're doing mm. like voyello specifically i think voyello is just struggling like he's like that's just uh does he speak english fluently really uh yeah i mean if you see him in anything else it, it's just i don't know if if he's really like laying it on thick or if he's huh. acting like he's laying it on thick. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, you can even see it in Hernandez, the way he speaks when he's Hernandez. That's true. Yeah, you're right. And like right. Uh, Ludovine Sagnier, who's Esther. Mm-hmm. She's a French woman. And I can't tell if she's doing like a, a, an English French accent or a French. I mean, uh, Sophia is also French yeah. by birth. Hmm. And she's got an adorable accent. She does. Everything about her is adorable, <laughs> uh, which is the point. Uh, John Paul III is being visited by Sophia, and his uh, butler says, you need to be to return to what you've always been, a seductive man. And this seems like it really gets his mojo back, this intimacy he has with Sophia. Do you think they fucked? No. I don't think so either. It's a very, It's a very chaste romance. Like It, it gives him his mojo back, but he stopped short of being... Uh, giving into the carnal giving into the carnal it's very flirtatious it's the middle path mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> and it's very very sexy very hot very hot stuff here um and she says allow do you mind if i'm intimate with you holy father 
and he closes his eyes and anything could happen. He's putting his kind of, there's an interesting thing where he several times kind of puts his virtue in her hands. Like, I don't think he'd put up a fight if, you know, she started tearing into him, but instead she just puts, you know, starts applying the mascara because she wants to make him feel like him himself. And he mistakes the embarrassment of the interview and the resulting Vanity Fair with, you know, failure where she says, no, embarrassment leads to unity because it's we all have been embarrassed. We've all made fools of ourselves. We've all done things in the past that we regret. Right. And see as foolish. He's most like just a regular person. Right. You know, Pope Francis went too far in trying to give away everything and live uh, in a very, uh, what's the word, in an impoverished type of way where you give everything that you have. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say that Pius Thirteenth is someone who, well, he guess it does kind of revel in the material, but yeah. uh, just be, being able to make mistakes and also to question whether or not you're doing the right thing and you're doing it well is something that everyone can relate to. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, but I do think it's fatal to his papacy because they've made it a big point that, like, to be a pope, you have to maintain the intrigue and mystery and laying all this stuff bare. I, it seems to me that, like, the show is telling us if we've been paying attention that there's no way that he can, he can be a successful pope from here. I wouldn't say it's a a hundred percent laid bare. I mean, I think with him at his most confidence and Mm -hmm. with Voyello you know, committed to him keeping his mystery. You know, people may speculate that he's doing heroin, the people who know what the signs look like, but that's not something that's publicly being said right now. I'm just talking about... So I think he's continuing to keep that mystery alive with Voyello and Sophia's help. I'm just talking about just even the punk rock stuff and all that, that like he might be a good pope to progressively lead the church forward into the modern era. But like the show seems like it's that's its antithesis. It doesn't mm-hmm. want that to happen. It thinks the church should be rooted in mystery and tradition and very slowly change if at all. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they, we see treated to a scene of Sophia and John Paul, the third skiing, uh, you know, she falls off the path. I wonder, cause she seems like she's a decent skier. I wonder if she did this, intentionally to show that uh the way they cut it's weird because he's kind of explaining his failures over this scene and into the next scene Mm -hmm. um but i think the scene serves to heal him because he was able to care for her in a way that he wouldn't wasn't able to care for his brother because you know maybe he's still addicted to heroin maybe he still has some problems with it but he's not so strung out that he is completely devoid of action and, and able to care for somebody um which i think she did deliberately i don't believe so i don't no. think that she knew how his brother died until he told her later i mean because he's telling her outside later though right because i don't know huh. we didn't i we, no, don't, we can only speculate well i mean he said it's like my parents hate me because i didn't do enough on some cold you know some winter morning right. exactly yeah i guess you're right like, and i don't think she'd do metaphor. it deliberately because one she could absolutely round her head into a tree too and do the exact same thing and two i think if you were going to come at it with that plan i think it serves more of a risk to like traumatize him even further or scare him yeah you fuck up and it's wrong so maybe Uh, it's a miracle yeah (laughs) a a miraculous an immaculate collision but yeah for this to happen uh i think was kind of breaking down that last barrier for him and you know just being open and honest about what happened with someone at least so that he could overcome and start to move forward a little yeah, bit. I mean, it's been this. 40 fucking years. Yeah, but it's hard. Like I, it's reminded me a lot of, um, 
the AA leader in uh, Breaking Bad when he started to help Jesse and he can, he uh, confided that he got so drunk that he backed over his child in the driveway. And like, you know, like how do you, how the hell do you ever get over that? And the answer is like, you either do or you die, you know, Mm -hmm. like you either find a way to forgive yourself and become a good person within the framework of, Oh oh my God, I was capable of doing this thing. And I did this thing or you give up and and you spiral and you die. Mm -hmm. Um, and Sir John's making that same realization that like you did an awful thing and you have been making you and your family pay this price for 40 years. And for what, for what, um, you know, do you believe in forgiveness? Do you believe in the grace of God? Uh, do you believe in that Moses kiss (laughs) or not? So, uh, and then the way they ended things with, um, you know, he says, you know, nothing's consoled me, not God's presence or grace, but like, your kind of belief in me has has done the trick and but he also says sick loves cannot be treated so i want to feel your breath on my my cheek one more time and then after that i'm only forced to keep my distance from you forever is he firing her no (laughs) obviously not but 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 it also something that like sophia is taking seriously like when vuelo is like hey can you help me and she's like no i i I gotta keep my distance the pope the pope's commands Mm -hmm. so uh, there's also like uh, some confidence that maybe he's had some revelations about his brother not being perfect. Like he took credit for this middle way, but he has maybe privately thought of ways that could be better. And and the way we know this is he says, uh, you know, Adam thought the millipede was God. It's actually Satan. I don't fully know what that means, uh, but he says even Adam made mistakes. <laughs> so he's ready to he's ready to move forward. Yep. Ready to uh, ready to go do the Angelus, Angelus, Angelus. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> a, a prayer for for Mary. It's like a ritual prayer that uh, a lot of faithful are are, are flying in to see because they're want, they want to see the punk rock Pope do the Angelus. This is one of those big events that you come to go see. You yeah, come to it's visit. Kind of like, to there's see? like several different times where the Pope like addresses the public or observes public sacred things. And I think this is one of them. This is like an annual thing, or does it happen multiple times a year? What tell I me about this? I think it happens like it's it's some kind of date that's around the celebration of Mary. I don't know. I because I I did the barest amount of looking into this, and it's it's um so the Angelus is um there's an angel that appeared to Mary that showed that told her what was going to happen as far as like you know her giving birth to the chosen one, the Messiah. And uh, it's it's in the Bible, and it's essentially the Pope giving that in Latin, and in between like the different passages of the of the angel saying these things to Mary, because I think that it was like a three part revelation too. Like he, the angel came to like John the Baptist mom, and then he came to Mary, and then he might have came to Mary again. But in between that, they also do the the Hail Mary. So they they have a verse, and then the Hail Mary is the the, the chorus, and then they do that, and that's that's the Angelus. It's a ritual ritual prayer. All right. The angels, angels, uh, <laughs> revelation to Mary. The more you know. Yep. Uh, and that is the the now, episode. How are they going to wrap this up in an hour? Yeah. Or at least get us to a satisfying conclusion that leaves a little scaffolding to build a potential third piece of this in uh, potential trilogy. Yeah, I'm dying to know. So excited. I can't wait either. Uh, we'll be here next week mm-hmm. to find out the finale of New Pope along with y'all. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya. <laughs>